Hi guys, welcome to episode 12 at Heart Facts Fitness. Our goal today uh, is basically to discuss micronutrients and macronutrients, uh, micro and macro actually, and how to really tweak your diet and start a nutrition diet for some of you that are starting your journey. We've been asked at Harfax Fitness by a lot of our customers and clients and people that are involved in our community uh, that don't have a coach. How can I do this by myself? So it's such a broad spectrum to really dial somebody in. There's so many factors that come into play when we're talking about dialing in somebody for a nutrition plan. And a lot of times the biggest issue when people start a, a fat loss journey, and let's try to get away from the word dieting because it's more of a lifestyle. The loss of thermodynamics don't change. What changes is primarily how far you're taking your nutrition in order to get as lean as you can, or some people just want to lose some body fat for the summer. Uh, some people just want to feel better. So it all goes hand in hand. And we've discussed the pillars of, of, of success when it comes to hormone balance, nutrition, supplementation. And this episode, we're going to dial in a little bit more about micronutrients and how now to start too low on your nutrition when it comes to calories. That's the biggest mistake I think people make, making sure that the downregulation of your hormones, your T3s, your T4s, your thyroid, leptin, ghrelin, all of that is controlled. If you don't know anything about that, I suggest you do some research because it's definitely going to help you in your fat loss journey. Uh, we are going to have other episodes to discuss that as well. But the episode that we're about to talk to you guys about with Sonia today is going to be primarily how to make small adjustments and changes to your lifestyle in order to maximize your fat loss journey. Uh, discussing fats versus carbs versus protein, lean body mass, et cetera, et cetera. So I hope that you can take uh, a little bit of that, that wonderful nugget that I always talk about uh, and put it in your nugget bag and really start doing some research in terms of how can I set myself up for success in my nutrition plan and my fat loss journey. Uh, with that being said, I hope you enjoyed this episode. Uh, we spent some good amount of time going over what our goal was, and that was basically to help people steer them in the right direction. And hopefully it will lead you to doing your own research as well in efforts of becoming that much healthier. And of course, bridging the gap between health and fitness. With that being said, welcome to episode 12, micronutrients, macronutrients, and nutrition. Hey guys, welcome to episode 12, Fundamentals on Nutrition with my co-host, Sonia Spiel. How are you, Sonia? I am wonderful. We're going to get this mic situation down, hopefully. <laughs> yeah, we've been we've been fiddling with the, the mic situation here, trying to get you guys some good quality sound. I don't sound like that in real life. If you guys are listening to the podcast and you're like, this girl's <laughs> voice is just, I am not a high-pitched voice. I no, run on a little androgen little androgen low, you know, like I typically don't have a high voice. So it's actually, it's actually very feminine coarse voice. Thank you. Thank you. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Uh, no realization. We're just, you know, we're excited today, guys. We're excited to bring you episode 12, the fundamentals of nutrition. And the reason why we wanted to do this episode is because we wanted to hit a little bit of our gen pop with, uh, just some basics. We understand that not everybody can afford coaches. Uh, I am all pro having a coach, uh, not only from the standpoint that we always scrutinize ourselves, we're always harder on ourselves. And I'm, I'm, I'm a perfect example of that. 
I can do nutrition to others, I can do myself. So I am very pro having a coach watching you over, keeping you stable, making sure that he looks over some of the stuff that you might have missed. Sonia, she's the coach. He or she. Yeah, he or she. So this episode is more geared towards um, the, the gen pop that wants to establish a good, solid nutrition starting from scratch. And uh, so Sonia is going to be the guest today. Uh, she's going to be uh, the primary source of information in, in terms of how do we set up a good nutritional balanced meal diet plan to begin with. I know Sonia's big on, you know, starting with the small things such as, okay, before we even onboard. And why don't we actually, let's, let's backtrack. Let's start with that, Sonia. Yeah. So when you, when you have a, a client, Gen pop client that's overweight, and I, I love how deep you get into this. Um, but let's let's talk about what it, what is the first thing that you do when you onboard a client in terms of evaluating where he's at from a metabolic standpoint, from a nutritional standpoint, and a lifestyle standpoint. Because as we mentioned before, it all correlates, right? It all it all has something to do with what we're trying to accomplish. I do a Zoom call with them, um, and I have a lengthy type form. Basically, if someone isn't willing to fill out the type form in detail. They're not, there's no point in us working together because they're already not committed enough. And I know that sounds like kind of whatever, but it's like, I only want to work with people that are in a place where they're like, I will do whatever you say because I want to get better. I work with a lot of like, not just people trying to lose weight. Normally, if you've come to me, it's, I don't want to say a last resort, but you've tried keto, you've tried fasting, you've tried Weight Watchers, and you're looking for something more because you know there's more going on and you haven't been successful. And and I think that a lot of it is uh, one of the things that I, I want, I would want um, our public, our, our audience to really listen to is uh, everyone always talks about, I've done the zone diet, I've done the keto diet. Everything works if you stick to it and you're in a deficit, now that deficit point is going to vary, is going to change depending on your metabolism. So a lot of times people say, Hey, my diet's not working. Right. And you probably hear it all the time, Sonia, my diet's not working. It's just not working. And a lot of times it's, it's you're punching your numbers into a calculator and you're not taking into effect the fact that you're different, your body's different. And that's where the coaching comes into play. Right. Sonia, would, could, would, would, it, would you elaborate a little bit more on, in terms of what, what do you do in order to assess a person's particular individual body. Yeah. So it really starts with, like I said, the, 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 a questionnaire during the intake. Um, I want to know what does somebody's sleep look like? What does somebody's stress look like? Um, what medications they're on, what diets they've done before. When was their last dieting history? What's the relationship with food? Like what's their support system? Like what lifestyle things or what things have they tried in the past? What are the that really matter because it all plays a big role. Dieting history is obviously a huge one. Um, and knowing what types of diets they've done before is really important. Any hormonal dysfunction that they have, where's their sex drive? What kind of GI distress do they have? Are they regular constipated? Are they on and off? Do they have bloating? All of these things are questions that I know before we even get on a zoom call. And then once they're there, it's more about me finding out where they're at in their lifestyle and what their time looks like and what they're willing to do. Um, so um, I think one of the biggest things to keep in mind is that each individual is going to be very different in the way that they start a dieting phase. But in the same way, ever, like as unique as everyone is, there's some things that are going to always be the same, right? The fundamentals. Or the fundamentals, which I... 
am not, this is not like a putting any coaches down, but it's like, they get missed so often and I'm big on supplements. I really, really am. And I'm big on protocols because I know that they work. Right. But I also know that you can do a lot when somebody is not sleeping and not drinking water all day and eating nutrient lacking foods, just those three things alone can skew labs so bad that it can make somebody look like they have a lot more dysfunction than they do. So depending on the situation and where a client's been before, I may or may not even have them run labs. If I'm doing an intake with them and I, and I also have a lot of questionnaires I fill out once I bring somebody on board, if I do an intake with them and I can look at their diet and look at the things that's going on and already kind of pinpoint, oh, well, that's an easy fix. And this is an easy fix. I most likely won't run labs yet. I'll wait to see what we can change on a lifestyle front first and look at biofeedback. And then maybe a month or two after that run labs. Whereas before I, I, as a coach, I would run labs right away. And then what would happen is they would come out with all of these flags And I would start treating those as symptoms and not as side effects, like, or as like, as, as bigger issues, like as an actual, like, oh, this is SIBO or insulin sensitivity, instead of the fact that someone's just eating like shit and not sleeping. And as a coach, I just think that's been like a major change is working on lifestyle and then digging into where can we add supplements? Because at the end of the day, I can throw cordies and thyroid, I can throw some stuff at somebody, it will make a difference but it will not undo what they're doing daily to get themselves into that position. It's very interesting that anytime we've, we've actually spoken about um, performance, right? Uh, whether it's nutrition and supplementation, it all goes back to a couple of things. And that's what we mentioned earlier. The fundamentals is key. And I know we're talking about nutrition today and how to set up a, a proper plan, but in order for you to do that and see some very positive outcomes out of your, your nutrition, we, we, we will be diving into for sure. All this other stuff that we always talk about consistently, you know, controlling your cortisol levels, controlling your sleep patterns, making sure you're getting enough sleep. I've talked about it it's so much. And I think in, 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 from my own personal experience, I run very high cortisol. My, my, my lifestyle is very busy all the time. And what I've noticed the most out of the last maybe month and a half, two months, as busy as I've been, has been the way that I've actually um, managed cortisol, the way that I've managed my lifestyle is actually made me so much better. I'm tackling more than I've ever tackled ever before in my life. But now, now um, I, there's days that I don't sleep a whole lot, which is not a good thing. But now when I started noticing some changes, I put my laptop down at 1030 and I said, I need to sleep and I'll sleep for eight hours. And that has been such a huge, huge impact in my life, the way that I'm, that I'm conducting myself on business and everyday life as a whole. So go ahead and talk a little bit about sleep because I know you love it. Yeah, this is super funny. So, um, I have, uh, so I'm, I'm dating a guy, a boy and a man, (laughs) A boy, <laughs> which is funny. By by the way, I got so many messages on th- that one comment that you made. My friends, my guy friends. No, they really are my friends. They all tell me. <laughs> I swear, I swear they're my friends. The guys in the gym. I swear, they're my friends. I mean, so many. I thought a meme was coming. I really, I thought a meme was coming of Sony saying that. It was hilarious. Yeah. Yeah. I I was like, dude, this is like, fuck dude. Like crazy shit that comes out of my mouth. So I'm, I'm dating. He's, he's a man. He is of age. He is awesome. Like I just, I love him. But, um, he, it's funny because 
we're, he's not from this industry in the sense of like, he's not a coach or like, he's not a bodybuilder or whatever. And, um, and, uh, we, we just have very different lifestyles and it's funny because once you know, like he lived like a completely different lifestyle and it comes from like, go, go, go kind of like corporate world team, no sleep, grind, that kind of stuff. And didn't quite get like the importance of sleep and how much it played a role into like so many different things. And I recently presented on sleep at the physique education collective in Nashville. And he was going through my slides with me just to kind of give me feedback before I went. And I try to not impose like my opinions on people. Like I might drop little bits of information, but somebody's life is somebody's life. And he knows how much I love sleep. And he, it's kind of like a joke, but we started going through the slides and I was like teaching him on the slides. And he was like, Holy fucking shit. This is a game changer. It He's is. like, everyone should know this. And I'm like, well, I mean, it's free information. It's like, it's like, <laughs> I charge for this. Oh, yeah, <laughs> you actually, get free like, perks. <laughs> yeah. Like I'll do a zoom, like whatever. Like we'll, we'll talk about it, but like, everyone should know about it. And he's like, this is crazy. And it's funny because he just made these small changes in his life. And we also talked about like the liver and like drinking and stuff like that. Like he made like the tiniest, like not tiny changes, but I mean, he made sleep a priority and he's like, Holy crap. Like he's like, I'm losing weight. I feel the best I felt in years. He's like, I'm motivated. I have better mood. Like he's lowering, like he was on some, um, some, uh, like antidepressants. He's coming off those. Like, he's just like, I feel fucking amazing. And all we did was really focus on that. Like just that and like protein feedings. And he's like, my whole life feels uh, incredible. Uh, and we, we will have, and I want to have a whole episode on cortisol and sleep. Yeah. And I think it's going to be absolutely amazing because uh, it, it's such a big integral part of your, your daily life. Right. Um, and I'll share, and I'll piggyback on what you said. My, my entire professional life has been 100 miles an hour go, and it's gotten worse as of late. It's just, I'm just so busy with different projects. Uh, not only with team amino pure, but my, my own personal projects and managing stress has always been key. I am leaner, bigger than I probably have been in the last 10 years. And I think the game changer was number one, my nutrition is, is I would say 90% on point most of the time, which I'll take any, every day of the week. But the fact that before I had, it was basically go, go, go and no shutting down the computer. So now what I've learned through my own personal experience is that I push really hard and people that know me, they always ask me, how do you do it? Because I, I am pushing my body, my brain to, to the maximum. Right. But I get to a point now, me first now versus me two years ago, it's now I'm, I can identify certain things and say, okay, this will be there tomorrow. It's 10 o'clock and I am mentally fucked. Yeah. I will shut this down. I'll sleep eight hours. I wake up guys. And let me tell you, I'm actually, I'm lost weight. I'm leaner. I'm rested and I'm ready to go. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And, and there's so many, like, as far as the way that it ties into nutrition, cause it's not like it's, it's identity. So it's two parts, right? It's, it's, it's identifying that it's an issue and it's happening, but it starts with understanding why it's important. Right. And I actually just did a post on this today about the way that the the way that stress affects the body. Right. And so let's talk about that. And then let's talk about why that plays such a vital role into nutrition and knowing where my client's stress levels at 
as far as like where I'm setting macros, even to get started or how I'm getting started on those kinds of things. Cause I know we wanted to have it be a little bit more based upon like actual, actual nutrition, but there's a couple different ways that stress affects the body, but let's just talk about the prominent ones that I know you care about most, how you look naked and how you fuck or have sex. Sorry. I know that wasn't the right term. I know. Sonia, Sonia let's be a little bit more PC, please. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> that, that's Sorry, Sony for you. You know, it, it's, 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 it's funny because, um, I get so many messages and I'm going on a tangent yeah. and people are like, she's so fucking funny. Some <laughs> of this stuff. And I'm like, she's so fucking funny in a nerdy way. Right. It's, so, bad, yeah. <laughs> it, it, it's yeah. so true. I said, this girl has so much, so much information and we could all benefit from that. And you guys are getting this for free guys. <laughs> Think about it this way. All the information that we put out, a lot of these coaches you don't even have to join my only fans. <laughs> People that are, are, are coming to um, uh, our guests to our podcast, they charge for these 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 yeah. services, and this is and they should. This is people like Sonia and people like Jason and people like Austin and people like Vince. They have spent some of them have spent their entire lives spending thousands of dollars thousands on educating of dollars. thousands okay. of educating thousands yourself. Of no, of no joke. I continue to spend thousands of dollars on my education because in the world of science, there's always something new to learn. And there's always another protocol. And guess what? You got to adapt with the environment. The world that we live in today is not the world that we lived in before. And I'm going to leave that back in as far as like endocrine disruptors, but I want to bring this back to the way that stress affects our body. Right. And again, like I joke about it, but I'm dead serious. Like if there's one thing I know that two people care, that people care about listening is, is their sex life and is how they look. Right. If I told you that you were going to be broke, but you were going to always look like a supermodel and you were going to always have the sex drive of a 20 year old dude, you would kind of be like, I can find happiness in that. Right. No, right. it's true. It's, it's true. true. It, 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 it affects vitality. If you look at history and stuff like that and like vitality, like what does it mean? It's so closely tied into our sex drive and the way that cortisol responds inside of the body is a couple of different ways there's all this debate about the pregnenolone steel or some people call it the progesterone steel. Like, let's not even get into that. Let's just say when your body is in a state of chronic stress, and I'm going to identify right after this, the levels and types of stress. When your body is in a state of chronic stress, the last thing it is concerned about is reproduction, right? And our bodies are actually made to reproduce. They're not, they're not made for multiple orgasms in a row. They're not made for cum shots. They're not made. No, they're made for one thing and one thing only. And that's a reproduction system inside of our body. However, when our cortisol becomes so high, our body's down regulation of those other hormones begins to happen. And also the filtration systems change, right? And so now we're talking about a lot of Estrogen is a blessing. And I think there's so much anti-estrogen shit out there. I just hate it. It's true. It's very true. There's types of estrogens and there's toxic and non-toxic and they they play different roles inside of our body, but we can get a buildup of estrogen, estrogen dominance. We can start having estrogen tank. That can have a lot of the same nasty, nasty effects. No sex drive, vaginal dryness, thickening of the vaginal wall. So many different things. Low testosterone. Um, Go ahead. And, and always, and also guys, uh, this is for the male. I know Sonia just made a list of all the things that, how estrogen affects women from a male standpoint, you got to understand estrogen is key and it's important for your, for your libido as well. You do not want to tank your estrogen because it will prevent you from losing weight or body fat and it will kill your libido. So finding the right spot, people always like, oh man, estrogen is, it's, it's gotta be, it's, it's bad, right? No, no, not really. It's about finding the balance between your estrogen and your testosterone and all your hormones in general. So when Sonia talks a little bit about 
and I know we're talking about hormones right now and, and estrogen and cortisol. And a lot of times when, when, when I hear it and I see it and I've read it from, from some of the posts and some of the uh, messages that we get at Team Amino Pure, my diet's not working, right? And, and, and I always tell them, well, let's backtrack because uh, how do you know your nutrition is not working? Because, you're, okay, I'm not losing body fat. Okay, so where are you at? Where are your calories at? Are you starvation mode? Okay, maybe, maybe it's not even any of that, right? Is it your hormones? Yeah. Is it your stress level? And all what those is it? things, just like, I want to talk about one more thing about the stress. I want to keep it in like a circle so we know, and then I'm going to talk about types of stress on your body because you have such an incredible point there. But I want to talk about, we talked about how hormones can change and that can create issues with fat loss, but let's also talk about the effects that, so glycogen gets turned into glucose and glucose. Now we have sugar in our blood and now our insulin's coming in and it's trying to do its job. Like, it creates a lot of issues with the way that the body uptakes and utilizes carbohydrates. And when there's massive stress inside of the body, that becomes an issue. And you will see a lot more midsection weight gain, carb sensitivity, low pumps in the gym, more body fat. Like you'll just see slight changes in the body. Right. And if you're not on top of those things, you can see them. And I can see them in lat, like in, um, in, in blood glucose levels, I'll have clients who deal with chronic stress. I'll actually have them start taking their, I, I don't, I don't personally focus too much on fasted blood glucose in the morning because there's a lot of Dawn's effect and some things that can happen, but how our body's processing carbohydrates in meal one and meal two are greatly affected. And you'll see when there's chronic stress that you can have a lower carbohydrate meal and those blood glucose levels are not coming back down post perennials, meaning post meals, which tells us, imagine if you're chronically stressed throughout the entire day, your body is in a state where it's really not utilized carbohydrates in the way that it's meant to utilize. And it's so fight or flight. it's fight or flight. Fight or flight. Right. And so let's talk about what is stress because I talk to a lot of men and a lot of women that are like, I'm not really stressed. Right. I just want to give you an example of a client. We'll just call him Mark. Right. And Mark is, um, travels a lot for, travels a lot for work. He, um, he goes to, no, we're going to name him Steve. I'm going to, I want to name him Steve. I don't want to name, I don't like the name Mark. Anyways, Steve travels. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> no issues at all. Steve travels a lot for work. Um, and Steve is like, go, go, go. And he's in sales and he's in this and he's in recruiting. And so like, he's just go, go, go. That type of person who like, he rides a bike, like he's in it and about it. And he's like, no, this is just my life. And I'm asking him, well, are you stressed? And he says, no, I guess I have some stress, but I've just adapted to it. <clears throat> okay. Let's walk through your day. You get up first thing in the morning. You've got three kids at home. Two of them are homeschooling because it's on Zoom. The other one needs to go here. Your wife is getting ready for work, right? Just that alone is a stressful environment. And while it's your, been your every day for the past year and a half with COVID, that's a high stress environment. Then you're driving to work because he's working in the office now. And then when you get there, how's your, how's your office life? Well, I'm in back-to-back -back meetings and I'm not eating. Great. So that's stress. And then you not eating, that's also stress. Because it's not just our stress like actual things that happen today, it's the stress we put on our body. And then when he gets off work, he goes home and he rides Peloton for 45 minutes of like a hit interval class. Now that's actual stress. And then afterwards he gets back to his computer after the kids have gone to sleep and he starts working and there's a lot of stress in his work. And then he can't go to sleep at night. He takes an edible, it knocks him out. He rises up first thing in the morning, wired and tired. 
that is chronic stress. Right. Now his perception is I have a great life. This is just kind of what it is, but his body is constantly trying to like, whoa, 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 whoa. And at 42 and on TRT, he's got midsection fat gain. He's barely eating. He's just doing a ton of cardio. He's skinny fat. Like there's a lot of issues going on. Right. Right. And a lot of it stems back to stress. Now, stress also starts to do things like downregulate our thyroid, which we've talked about in so many episodes prior. It plays a huge role, right? So stress is a huge thing that I want to look at when I'm doing client intakes because it really does affect how I'm going to bring in carbohydrates in their diet. Um, the next thing I want to look at is, are they active or not? Because if I'm dealing with a 45-year-old woman who's postmenopausal, <laughs> And she's been, has a history of, you know, training with the trainer four days a week and doing this and doing that. But also like she's, she's done marathon running and she's got a Peloton. She's like that woman. And then I have another one, same age. And she just walks every once in a while. And she's got a BMI of 32. I'm not going to start them on the same amount of protein just because they're both the same age. And even if they're the same weight, completely different body compositions, so that's another thing I take into consideration with starting protein. And on average, what I say is like a good starting point for gen pop, meaning someone who doesn't have a strong history of like bodybuilding, a lot of lean mass is one pound of protein per, per pound of lean mass. Okay. Now, if I'm dealing with a resistance trained population, so someone who's in the gym, maybe an athletic background, working out, someone like Ron, someone like me, I'm doing a little bit closer to one gram of protein per pound of body weight. Now, those are completely different things. Okay. Lean, per lean mass and per body weight would be the difference in that. Let's, let's explain to, let's explain to our, our gen pop. And I was going to jump into that. Yeah. People are, uh, there's a misconception between uh, lean body mass and- yes pound of weight. So how do you, how, do, how can somebody, I don't know anything about fitness and I want to eat the right amount of protein for myself. And I just started working out. So I don't know what my lean body mass is. Great. So there's a couple different ways to do that. Um, where I am now as a coach, I can look at it. I require pictures before we get started from back inside in a swimsuit. I can start to see where people are at. And I can also see their body type too with that, which I really enjoy because I can kind of get an idea of like, okay, maybe we've got some insulin issues here. Maybe this is genetic or something like that. But what I'm really looking at or what somebody can do is they can easily go get tested in an in-body scan or a DEXA and they can get an idea of where their body mass is. Your, your, let's just say you do your home weight scale. That's fine. That's going to give you close enough. Just know that you don't want to go between a bunch of different scales. And I will say this with your scale at home. I have clients and I'm like, let's shoot for a body fat percentage because the scale doesn't matter as much. They're in a good place. And our goal is kind of to build muscle. And I'll get these emails where it's like, I lost a pound of muscle today. <laughs> no. It only makes sense if you're doing the exact same measurement, the exact same time of day, but know that if you drink, you're more hydrated or less hydrated, it'll change. If you ate more or less carbs the day before, it'll change because carbs hold water and water in muscle and there's a whole science behind it. So it can give you a good gauge. And that's where I would start. Like, don't be so attached to perfection that right. it, you that you literally have created an issue any everywhere else. Does that make sense? So it's like whether or not it's a hundred pounds of lean body mass or hundred and five, you're talking about twenty calories difference. And 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 just to you're you're nailing it so much. I mean, it's crazy. I, I had a dispute with somebody who competes actually, an ex girlfriend of mine, with regards to lean body mass, right? And this is a, com a competitor or NPC, a bikini competitor, national level about lean body mass. 
lean body mass. And it's kind of like mind boggling. It's like, well, lean body mass can change guys. Lean body mass can change from one day to the other. Let's say, uh, give you an example. I carb loaded this weekend and, uh, went out, had a great dinner and I went up five pounds in two days. Cause I did back to back refeeds. I've been doing back to back refeeds. And actually for me, what I'm, I'm experimenting with my own body, it works fantastic for me. It's actually continuing to work. I feel leaner and leaner, but that's besides the point. What I'm saying is, so I went up five pounds. Does it mean that I went up five pounds of fat? No. Does it mean that I spilled over? Maybe depends on, depends on the amount of calories. But what I can tell you is my lean body mass went up. Yeah. You carb loaded. You're, you have more glycogen in your muscles. Your lean body mass is going over. So don't let's, I totally agree with what you're saying. Don't get so fixated on the numbers. And I have been guilty of that myself in the past. And I think we all have, it's like you're my, 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 the scale says I went, you know, how do you look? How do you feel? Right. Are you, have you noticed that there's less, less, I mean, I was 185, but I mean, I was like, abs are starting to pop out. Yeah. So why am I going to complain about being 185 when I start, I'm seeing abs coming out or veins coming out. So let's not lose track of that. Now, let me ask you a question. Sonia. for people that don't, okay. I don't know what an in body is. I don't know what a DEXA scan is. We yeah. both do, but what, what, what approach measures of, measures of body fat percentage that you can get at a lot of like supplement stores are starting to use them. DEXA is going to be one of the most, it's almost like a big MRI machine and you can go on body spec or look up DEXA. And there's a lot of places around you. You can look up in body and maybe find a locator. Google is the king of all. But again, it's like, don't get so caught up in that where it's like, if it's 110 or 15, we're literally talking about 10 grams of protein, 50 calories. And some days you're going to eat 100. Some days you're going to eat 110. Now let's talk about where that protein is throughout the day because that also matters. So now, and then we'll move into carbs and then we'll move into fats. And then you guys can kind of try the best thing to do is then take this information and then try a couple things out for yourself, right? But protein feeding times and windows are do matter. Okay. There's all this like big and little fucks pre post-workout 20 minutes, 30 minutes, this anabolic window that closes it. Like, no, don't it's get been, so- it's, it's been debunked by the way, the anabolic yeah. window. I know bro science. I get it guys. I get it. I, I get hear it. what you're saying, but yeah, it's, it's a been bunch of bullshit. Yeah. It's not a bunch of bullshit. I, I hear like application too. Right. And then, so sometimes application and science don't always line up. Okay. But what I will tell you is this, when it comes to protein feedings, your best bet to just keep shit simple is to get in protein about 25 minimum to about, I would say 45. And we're talking about enhanced males. Yeah. That's the highest range. Yeah. I always tell my clients, let's just start with 30 grams of protein every three to three and a half hours. Okay. Now, the reason why I say for my clients, and again, this is information that I've taken, that I use, that works for me and my clients, and every coach might have a slightly different thing, okay? So keep that in mind. There's not one right way. There's just one, a couple different techniques. I just say every three, three and a half hours for clients, and really depending on digest, digestion, we can even go to four. But if we're able to get a protein spike, which means we have no pro our protein comes up first thing in the morning and hits like, let's just say like, have you ever like hit that thing? Um, you guys can't see me, but it's like a hammer and you go to the fair and you hit it and it goes ding and you hit it and it goes ding. 
So let's just say that that's a spike called muscle protein synthesis, where the most anabolic uh, effects happen on muscle growth. Okay. Anabolic means muscle building. Catabolic is going to mean muscle sparing. So we, we want to start out the day and we want to slam that hammer and we want to ding, we want to get that response. Okay. So that's going to happen around 25 to 35 grams. A little bit more is okay. After a certain amount, it's kind of useless, right? You get out and just process it in your body. Right. So I always say 30 grams, spike it. Now we want that to come all the way back down. The more we can have that spike ring the bell and then come all the way back down and hit the floor without creating blood sugar drops, the better it's going to be. Now, what do I mean? If we go up and we hit that bell and then six hours later, we eat again. Now our body had to then go down and break down muscle tissue to regulate blood sugar levels because our blood sugar dropped so low from not eating. You add stress on top of that because the reason you were not eating is probably because you were stressed and doing things. And again, we have a can, a catabolic effect that breaks down muscle. Okay. So now what you're seeing is that we just went and we made this spike, right. To get the protein to grow anabolic. And then we spent the rest of the afternoon creating a cortisol response inside of the body and not eating. And we became catabolic in our muscle. So we're undoing our work, right? Go ahead. I want to interject. Keep in mind, guys, um, I'm going to I'm going to give you guys a little bit of a twist. Scientifically speaking, the body can can actually spike protein synthesis at a maximum of five. They say six times a day. Anything over that is just over. You want to call you're, you're overdoing it. It's not necessary. Now, keep in mind when you're and we're not talking about competitive bodybuilding or, or people that are compete. But there are times where um, you're in a specific diet, which will require more protein. And the reason why you are actually taking more protein is to make sure that your your uh, your metabolism is, is still maintaining cranked up. Right. So there's times I, I do 48 grams of protein per meal, six meals a day. Am I going to absorb all of it? Probably not. But the, the effects that I, the, the benefit that I have from eating 48 grams is that because I'm on lower carbs is maintaining my, me, my metabolic rate. My yes. yes. And I want to talk about another thing, because this is one of those things I always have to drive home to my clients. Like, Hey, let's talk about, cause I want to talk about in effects of the thermic effect of food. And we talked about this a little bit with, um, with Vince Pitstick. Now, every type of food, protein, carb, and fat has a different temperature scientifically that it burns at in our body. Okay. So let's just say, um, protein burns at a hundred degrees. Every gram of protein burns at a hundred degrees. That means our metabolism for every gram, it's an extra hundred. So we got 25 grams, 2,500 degrees. Perfect. Now carbohydrate, that's going to burn at about 80 degrees. Fats are going to burn at about 25 degrees. Okay. I'm trying to, yeah. Does it sound better? Sorry, guys, if my mic just got weird. Yeah. I get excited. I we love it. It's just good yeah. stuff. You know, you going um, preach, preach, preach. Yeah. Um, I'm a loud, noisy girl. Um, it, <laughs> oh my god. I, I can already hear Paul sending me a message at two in the morning saying, "I can't, I can't do this, bro. I'm laughing so hard." <laughs> I mean, you can imagine, let's just like squirrel for a minute. Like I'm just a noisy fucker. Like I don't ever shut the fuck up. It's so funny. So let me ask you a question. Are you talking about bioavailability or are you talking about thermic? I'm talking about the effect that it actually has on the metabolism. Have you ever heard of the meat sweats? Point made right there. You eat a bunch of protein and you're like burning up. Okay. 
protein is going to have a higher thermic effect than carbohydrates at 80 degrees and then fats at around 25 to 30 degrees. So you can see why having a higher protein diet can actually be beneficial to the metabolism, especially if you're able to break it down because the body's working a little bit harder to do that. Okay. So there's benefits to higher protein diets. And again, if you're 125 pounds and you're eating five meals a day, it's easy to get your protein in. If you're 220 and you're eating 20, you're literally going to have to eat. It doesn't make sense. So that's where I, I say this is a big threshold mark, right? So let's move on to carbohydrates. Now that we've got protein feedings and he laid it out perfectly, five to six meals a day, eating about every three, three and a half, maybe even four hours. That's huge. That's going to regulate blood sugar levels. So now let's talk about, go ahead. So let me interject now, guys, keep in mind it, on a fat loss journey, you can actually get enough protein in three to four meals. We're not saying that it's that it's not doable. What we're saying is in order to maximize the, the we, we're, ta- we're all about performance and maximizing things here at Harfax Fitness. So if you, I have a guy who tells me, man, I can't get five meals in, I can get four meals in, but, 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 and kind of like what you're saying, Sonia, I tell him, it's funny because I took your, your, your words, so don't focus on the little fucks. Yeah. Yeah. If you can only, cause he's a cop. Yeah. If you can only eat four meals a day and you're hitting your macros, you're still hitting 2,300, 2,400 calories. You're not competing, bro. You're not, when you're competing, every little tiny yeah. thing counts, but look at the big picture, right? You're still hitting your macros. You're eating four meals. It's going to be much better than you not eating. Yes. And this is what it is. On some days, you may get six meals. On some days, I get four meals. I get five. I I have to break it up, right? And I make up the differences. And that's just it. But let's talk about averages. Where are you averaging for the week? That's where people aren't looking at it. Sometimes they'll go, well, I didn't do this. So fuck it all. I just did this. Or, but I only ate out one day this week. Yeah, but if averaging that one day was so much further above that it undid your weekly work, that's completely doable, okay? So now let's talk about carbohydrates and then we'll talk about carbohydrate timing throughout the day because that can also make a difference, right? So where I set carbohydrates, typically with a client is I'll get a basic idea of where I might start their calories. Now, again, depending on if they are an active or underactive person, I normally throw out a rough estimation of about 10 times either their lean body mass or 10 times their body weight. And again, we talked about that body weight versus lean body mass. A Susan 30% body fat. I might start her at a a 10 to 12 times her lean body mass. Whereas like Steve, you know, he's got a history of training CrossFit, all stuff. I might say 10 times his body weight. Okay. And then what I'll typically do is for women, I'll say, what's around 30, 35% fat. And then I'll say, what's about 20, 25% fat. And I'll take that out. And then I'll use the remainder of the carbs. That's just kind of like a basic thing. Now, let me ask you a question. And, and, um, just for, 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 for our listening audience, I I think I know what what your answer is going to be, but let's, let's ask it anyway. Why, why a certain amount of fat difference in men versus women? Good question. So um, a couple of different things, right? Typically, women are a little bit, uh, don't handle, again, I fucking hate blanket statements. Like I hate them. I hate them. I hate them. But typically, women don't handle as many carbohydrates as men as well. I also am looking a lot more at digestion in women as 
my women clients tend to have higher digestion issues and the fat actually helps. Then we go into the fact of hormonally, (laughs) we need to have a certain amount of fat in a diet. So, I mean, like I will see these people and they're on low, low fat diets and they're like, yeah, my coach has me the 200 carb club. And I'm like, he's feeding me so much. And I'm like, okay, you, you, but you're on 25 grams of fat. So like, you're really not eating that much at 200 carbs. It's like, it's, it's right. So it's kind of like, you really have to know where you stand. Not only that, but it's also down regulation of your testosterone. Now, if you're a natural person, yes. Uh, eating 200 carbs, which is great. We'll talk a little bit about the effects of carbohydrates from a yes. uh, ghrelin leptin level, right? Uh, yes. and, and that's, I'm assuming you're going to touch into that yes. as well. But guys, from natural, from, for natural people, not enhanced or not on TRT, keep in mind, 25 grams of fat is going to affect your testosterone levels. Studies have shown that the actual, the, the, uh, the consuming certain amount of even saturated fats is going to increase your testosterone levels, believe it or not. So um, obviously we want to keep it more towards the healthier fats, uh, you know, uh, omegas and, and whether it's uh, avocados. Guys are huge. Let this be said right here on Hard Facts Fitness. I need like an award in like a year or two. Short chain fatty acids are coming on a major sweep in the in the health industry, in functional health, in everything. Short chain fatty acids, medium chain fatty acids for gut health, for hormonal dysfunction, for all of the stuff. We need fats. Fats are amazing. And studies are out there. I mean, they're studies are coming out more and more, and we'll probably revisit this in a year from now with new studies and new supplement line, new supplements yes. that are coming out. But yeah. guys, keep in mind, fats are important. It's yeah. not all or nothing, number one, and it's about balance. Yes. And I'll see this because I have a lot of friends who do TRT. I know. I knew that was coming. (laughs) A lot of your guy friends, right? I know. Well, last year was such a flirt. Are you blushing? I don't blush. You're blushing. (laughs) Let it be known Sonia is blushing on Heart Fitness, and nobody's going to believe it. Y- y'all don't judge me. I was married for a long time and then I had a really good 2020, you know what I mean? And I'm just kind of like blooming. Um, and 2021's already been fucking fantastic. So, um, I, ha- I, fuck, now I can never say like, you guy friends, my guy friends. <laughs> everyone's going to always think. Oh, I'll say it. So for, for, for Sonia's guy, male, male clientele, <laughs> that doesn't even sound good either. <laughs> no. And I will tell you, I get people who drop in my DMs and they're like, are you taking male clients? And I can just kind of tell by the way it's set up. I'll be like, ah, I got a full caseload. But okay. Anyways, squirrel. So when it comes to people, like when, when on taking and honestly, like friends and stuff like that, it's like the biggest thing I see with guys is that they're taking tests. So they're great. They're committed. They're like, I want to, I know I want to make some changes. Right. But then what they're eating is chicken, broccoli, and rice chicken, broccoli, and rice. And the only fats they're getting are high inflammatory fats that are like trace fats from their chicken and no anti-inflammatory fats, no omegas, no other stuff going in. And then they start to get protein farts and backed up and gas because their body's not breaking down anything. Like fats have a big partner body, but let's go back to carbs because I want to keep it going in this time. <laughs> like we're going to loop. Hey, let's start. That whole protein farts was not a, was not sexy. That was gross. Well, okay. You're going to tell me you've never had them. Never. 
I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, but it, it's true. And, and we're not even going to get into the smells of, of gas, but there is, there is correlation to healthy bowel systems, bowel, your, how healthy your, your gut is depending on the smell of your. Absolutely. Absolutely. And what I will say is there's a lot of things that affect our body, our progress, our thyroid and our estrogen levels that comes through our liver's ability to flush toxins through our colon. So if that's backed up, we're already starting, like we're starting to back things up in a different way. But let me talk about carbohydrates. One, carbohydrates are your friends. So when I start talking about insulin issues and all these kinds of things, I don't want you to think that going for low carb is going to be the best option for you. A lot of times balance is key and carbohydrate timing around your day is also very important. So what I'll say about this is let's talk about woman versus man and kind of like that gen pop versus resistance trained. Okay. And what I mean is gen pop isn't just non-competitors. I'm kind of thinking about 25 to 35% of body fat for, for females, maybe 30 ish. And then for men that 20 to 25 plus of body fat. So someone who has a little bit more body fat. Okay. And a little bit less muscle. And these are just rough numbers and this isn't shaming. So no need to drop into a DM, like your girl been thick in her life, but like, okay. Carbohydrates, when they're the most important. All right. If we're going to be saying the remainder of our calories after we've deducted our fat is going to be going towards this, let's utilize these carbohydrates where we don't need a majority of our carbohydrates is around our least active moments of the day. Meaning what I would avoid is keeping them. I wouldn't even say even when you're starting a process like this is I wouldn't even say necessarily evenly throughout the day. That's a good way to regulate blood sugar level. But if you are someone who has a lot of stress, I would definitely keep carbohydrates in your last meal and maybe even eat your meal and then a little bit of carbohydrates, like an hour, an hour and a half before bed. Okay. Now you, 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 you nailed that. Let me tell you, you yeah. so nailed that because a lot of coaches will tell their clients cut out all carbohydrates, meal five and six. And I totally get it. I totally get the signs behind it and their, 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 their frame of mind, but Big and little fucks, but they're trying to control the carbohydrate effect on top of the body. But if we're not controlling the cortisol, that's right. What did we talk about? If cortisol's fucked, our blood sugar is dysregulated starting first thing in the morning when we put those carbohydrates in our body. So what is a bigger fuck at that moment? Take your point. Down the cortisol and getting a better night's sleep. Now we've controlled the glucadium rhythm stolen from Vince Pitstick. Now we've, we've, we're controlling the glucadium rhythm, the way our body uses glucose throughout the entire day. So if you are somebody who has chronic stress, high training, all of those things, definitely keep carbohydrates in your last meal. And even this I do with clients, men and women, is I'll have them save like four ounces of sweet potato and some almond butter, or maybe even some coconut oil. And I'll have them do that with a little cinnamon and a little bit of salt before bed. And they normally have an amazing night's sleep. It drives down cortisol. We don't have any, and I, I add the fats in there because again, regulating blood sugar levels. I do sweet potatoes because higher fiber is going to regulate. You can do another high fiber option, but make sure it's a fiber, a fat, and a carb. That's what you're looking for. It helps drive down cortisol. I'll hit them with two cordies and they have a great night's sleep. And when they wake up, they, they're ready to rock and roll. Now, if you don't have that going on, then I would say the next priority is carbohydrate timing around your meal. I always recommend clients start out 
50% of what your carbs are for the day. Let's just throw a number of 100 to make it simple math because I'm a GED girl. Okay. Is if you have a hundred carbohydrates for the day, let's put 25 in your pre 25 in your post. And then I always like 10 to 15 in your intra. Meaning it's, it's around your workout. Now you you said around the meal, it's around your workout. I'm sorry. Yeah. Around your workout. Now, the reason why I start everyone there and I keep a front load of their carbohydrates around those time of day is because that's when they're going to be the best utilized performance performance. performance. And a lot of times people are missing the mark because they think the best thing to do is go into the gym slightly fasted or without having too much food in them. Cause then their body's going to switch over and start burning fat. That is not how that works. Yeah. Your cortisol levels are going to spike. <laughs> And what do we talk about when cortisol is high catabolic environment? And then after the meal, their cortisol is so high. They forget to eat afterwards. You ever have these people? And they're like, uh, even so my boyfriend does that sometimes. I'm like, like, he's like, like an hour, two hours later. I'm like, did you even eat anything after the gym? He's like, oh no, I've just kind of been going. And I'm like, you got to eat like some food, right? Bring the cortisol down, cortisol and carbo. Or, um, and then we talk about carbohydrates and proteins to, together create an anabolic environment. Okay. So keeping those in there during the time is awesome. It's also going to help with your output and your performance, right? It's kind of like if you're running a race and you, this is why I like intra carbs, you're running a race and you stop with a pit stop and you get the new wheels, tires, and they put some more gas and you get back on the track. That is the difference versus running in a race and waiting all the way until you're out and then having to push the car onto the side, get more gas, just like that. Okay. You're going to have a lot more fuel utilization. If you have those carbohydrates inch intra workout, as well as I like to keep like salt and some electrolytes in there as well. So let me, let me interject real quick. Um, that it just for, for everyone here that's listening, that doesn't mean that, um, when we're talking optimal, you know, uh, a, it's what we call peri workout, right? Peri workout, your, your nutrition around your meals, um, your, your, your nutrition around your workout. It, it doesn't mean for people that don't work out or for people that uh, maybe just can't seem to find the time to fit it the right way because they work out in the morning right after work, they get off graveyard shift or whatever. It's not all or nothing, guys. If you can't get a peri workout in, as long as you hit your, your macros or your carbohydrates for the day, you're going to see some benefit. What I don't want, and I think so you'll probably agree with me, is it's not all or nothing, right? You're going to get benefit if you are doing things the best that you can. We're talking about, you don't have to be perfect, but if you can actually utilize the carbohydrates to your advantage. The reason why Sonia's talking about, um, you know, the majority of your carbs going intra, pre, intra, and post is because it actually induces blood flow. And what happens when you're inducing blood flow and you're working out, you're feeding all the nutrients into the muscle. This is this is where amino pump comes into play, right? Yeah. It, it drives all those nutrients, the GH, the, the growth hormone factors. And then you talk about adding an essential, essential energy from new ethics or something like that. You're actually maximizing your performance at the gym. You're actually utilizing the carbohydrates as a shuttler along with amino pump. I had to drop that in there because it's just such a great compound. Yeah. Uh, and, and you're going to get the most out of it. Now, if you can't do it, does it mean that you're going to get fat and it's not going to work? Absolutely not. No. Right. But we're talking optimal performance here. Right. Right. It's huge. Um, I like to start 
um, with carbohydrates in the more in, in meal one, two. So I always like to just kind of recommend, Hey, let's get that going. Um, I have a lot of clients that what, what seems to happen is they'll just do like lower carbs in the morning, like a protein shake or something easy, like a protein bar. And the thing is, is then we have all of our carbs typically at the end of the day, cause they're, they're not planned out. And then again, that's normally when they're the least active. So, um, is is it, is it, you know, are you in trouble if you have a higher carb dinner one day or you're, you really want pasta with your husband and you kind of saved your carbohydrates for that? No, that's not going to matter one day off, but it's again, where are we looking at the majority of the time? Where are we utilizing the carbohydrates? Start looking at your carbs as your fuel. It'll game change you. Where do I need the most fuel today? Cool. I need to be on point around here and here. I know I'm going to be busy all this afternoon and early morning, my breakfast needs to be on point and I need to eat here and have a snack here. Like just really mapping your body out for fuel will completely make a difference with your mindset around carbohydrates. Now, as I slowly start increasing food, cause I like to start on the lower end and then I'll move up. I normally will add more carbs around pre and post and intra, depending on how much, how many carbohydrates I have in there. And that's both for men and for women. So for example, if I'm adding an extra 15 grams of carbs, I might add an extra, you know, seven grams on the pre and post or seven grams intra and seven grams pre and just move the carbohydrates around that. Again, it's just one version. Um, another thing that I also take into consideration with clients is where's their digestion because what we're not taking into consideration with any of this right now is if somebody has any gut dysfunction or if someone has a Hashimoto symptoms, like these are out of, like, this is a totally different thing, right? Cause those are completely different protocols that I'll utilize. Um, but then what I'll do is I'll walk it up to where we're in a place where we're losing fat. I always say about 1% body fat, uh, 1% of weight loss a week is a really great spot to be in. The leaner you're going to be, the less that's going to be expect that. So if you're already 15% body fat and you're trying to get down to 12, don't compare yourself to Susie. Who's 30 trying to get down to 25 because the body fat, body fat's not linear. I mean, it's, it's not, you're not going, you're going to, you're going to see this through your fat journey, your fat loss journey where, and I've actually experienced it. I think everybody that's actually done some fat loss, um, dieting has experienced it where there's weeks that your body just won't shift there. There you're getting to a point where your body starts to fight you a little bit. And there's a couple of things that you can do in order to, to, to address those issues, whether, Hey, your body's trying to, trying to, it's trying to tell you something, right. It's trying to tell you, Hey, I'm, you're stressing me out. Yeah. You, know, you can implement some, some cortisol supports uh, supplements in order to do that. I've been huge on that as of the last couple of weeks. And it's, it's, I've seen a dramatic difference because I do cortisol resets yeah. uh, every couple of days sometimes because I'm just so stressed. And so you can do all those things in order to improve, right? And and it, it's very key, and it's important for for everybody to know that. Uh, start analyzing and really pinpointing. Be your own. Be your own. Um, I don't want to say critic, but analyze yourself, your body. When when what is my body telling me? And know that body losing body fat is not linear. There's gonna be days that you won't may not shift and you're stuck, and stick with it. Don't 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 be a Ron where I used to change my diet because I didn't lose a, a half a pound or a pound one week before. Now I don't even sometimes I don't even focus on the scale. You know what I focus on is on how do I look? Yeah. Am I leaner? Right. So keep that in mind. It's, it's you're in your fat loss journey, you're gonna go up, you're gonna have ups and downs. And it's about how long can you stick with that plan. Right. 
And I want to talk about how we look too, because you ever have days and you wake up and you're like, I'm fucking dick skin shredded. And then some days you wake up the next day and you're like, loaded as fuck. Loaded as fuck. What the fuck? So let's talk about why that happens. Now, we talked about carbohydrates pulling water into the muscle and all these different things. Well, let's talk about sodium and the way that that works as well. So let's just say like in a like in a spaceship analogy, right? That you, your muscle is a is a planet, right? Your body needs water and salt to drive into the muscle water where it meets up into the planet water where it meets up with the carbohydrates that are in there and that's when we get those sick sick pumps mm-hmm. or you could take a amino pump that also helps Love but when it. you wake up in the morning and you're tight and you're like striated and you're like oh hell yeah it's normally because you have a good amount of sodium to, to potassium balance <laughs> a good amount of water and a good amount of carbohydrates when it's pulling it in there okay now what can happen is again if we have stress and our body is not pulling carbohydrates into the muscle bellies. A lot of that glycogen or the glucose is sitting in the bloodstream, not being moved. Carbohydrates aren't being utilized. A lot of times we'll look almost like watery or flat. So poor sleep can do that. High cortisol levels can do that. Changes in sodium to potassium to water can do that. And they're not necessarily that you've lost all your progress, you've gained weight, or that you have an estrogen issue. Because that's another thing. People are like, my estrogen's fucked. I look watery. And you're like, okay, well, how was your sleep? What were your changes in water? How were your changes in sodium? Because if we have those drastic changes, we can see differences. Um, Another thing, like kind of moving out, because I just feel like we just crushed macros and we're like almost 45 minutes in. But I or 50 minutes in, I want to talk about the micros of the world. And this is where people fail a lot of times. Would you say that 95% of people don't even pay attention to the micros? I would say a a big percentage, if not a huge majority of people. I would say there's two types. There's the orthorexia crowd, which are like, I'm eating this because it has, they're eating 3000 calories a day, but they're like, because this has omegas and then this has that. And then I eat avocado with chia seed and then I do goat milk and then I drink kefir. And then I'm like, I mean, like, that's fine, but there's cool. (laughs) Um, Your micros matter so much. Okay. Let me talk about, we're going to talk about micros, glutathione, Yes. Okay. Glutathione. And we're going to talk about endocrine disruptors. Okay. Which we've talked about before. By the way, did you know that NAC actually converts into glutathione? Yes. It's part of a conductor of glutathione. There's a whole, there's the melatonin, NAC, there's like this conduction of um, one goes to the next, which converts, 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 and they all help. Right. So what happens is we have in our environment, this is where people get fucked with supplements. And this is where I hear this all the time. Well, my grandfather lived to be a hundred years old and he never took a vitamin. That's great. Your grandfather did not, since he was age five, drink red dye 40, drink coffee from BPA cups, have toxic pollutants as air fresheners in his car. He didn't use detergents like we use now and sleep in it. Our air wasn't as dirty as it is now. He wasn't eating off as much aluminum foil, which is a huge thing okay. He didn't live with mercury fillings and he didn't eat meat from a can every day. 
like, or he wasn't eating sushi, heavy mercury fish. Like it was just a totally different atmosphere. It's a different world, a different life. And I think a lot of people miss that, right? Yes. Our world is becoming a completely different place where we are surrounded by chemicals that are disruptors. Everyone is like, oh, it's BPA free. Check this out. Yeah, it may be BPA free plastic and everyone's anti BPA, but that new plastic just hasn't been tested and regulated as much. There's new brands. Let's just say it's called TBC. Okay. TV. Okay. Not TBC. Like whatever. Let's give it another name. Plastic B2. Okay. Maybe there just haven't been lawsuits against plastic B2. It doesn't mean that it's not affecting us the same exact way. It's like Teflon pan that we mostly all still eat off of. Cause it's easier. These things Stay with me now, guys, because I don't want you to think I'm a fucking nutcase. These things all have toxins. And what these toxins do is they go inside of our body and they start plugging up those mailboxes that we've talked about, those endocrine receptors, okay? The hormone receptors. And when these guys are plugged up, the same same things that are supposed to absorb magnesium and zinc and selenium and all of our micronutrients are bogged up and they're plugged and our body's not able to even utilize any of that. So the importance of going above and beyond to get in what our body needs these days is even more, more important, important now than it has ever been. Our foods are mass produced because we want everything instant, bigger, better. And so what happens is we need to now know that there's a little bit less of a micronutrient profile in those. So we should be supplementing with the major fucks, right? The major things that keep our body going. And if you're not on some sort of antioxidant, free radical hunter, glutathione, something of the sort, I highly recommend that you do it. It should, like for me, like something like glutathione or a free radical hunter like NAC or milk thistle, just something. I use a lot of Medipure too from New Ethics. It, it's like that and omegas, vitamin C and ashwagandha. Like those are like non-negotiables in my life. And it's, it's, so, it's so amazing. You just hit three different ingredients that are so key for, to control cortisol, kidney function, liver function. Adrenal the adrenals. Body. So let me tell you a little bit. I've been, we've, I've been actually sampling um, rejuvenate labs, which we're going to come up. We're going to have uh, uh, on our site. Obviously Shout out, you can start booking now. Well, hey, by the way, rejuvenate HRT. We talk a little bit about that. Yeah. I know that we're, we're definitely going to go over, but that doesn't change. We're always yeah, we're going over. Right? Yeah. We're going to get, we're going to continue on in any case. And in, in rejuvenate labs, the, the kidney and liver detox has NAC it has milk thistle, it has holy basil, it has, and it has super, super dose. We're talking about one gram of NAC, which is going to convert into glutathione. Let me tell you guys, I have already seen a dra- dramatic impact in the way, not only the, the way that my body feels, but the way that my body looks. And I think a lot of it is because it's, it's allowing the cortisol level to come down, it's detoxifying my liver, and it's optimizing my kidney performance. It's mind blowing because I'm talking to you guys right now. Uh, if I would have known this three years ago, I would be in a different place, right? And, and, and I'm telling you this, I am 10 times busier and crazier than I was three years ago. And all those, all those micronutrients that Sonia's talking about, I would think those are non-negotiables for anybody that wants to operate high performance. Anybody. It doesn't matter, competitor, not competitor, people that are in the lifestyle that are go, 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 go not high performance though i'm telling you like i'm 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 begging you contemplate for your health 
and your longevity in life. The prevention of chronic illness and disease, spend the hundred extra dollars a month on the supplements we're talking about right now. I'm not associating a brand. Okay. I'm just saying these specific things that you will save so much money off your medical bills in the long run. It's incredible. It's, it's incredible. incredible. It's like when we talk about fertility issues and PCOS and like all these things, and we're wondering where all these fucking illnesses are coming from. And it's like, we stop, we got to start looking in our environment, our household cleaners. It's a big reason y'all like I have my whole fucking face tatted, like, like six, nine, my eyebrows are tatted. My eyeliners tatted and my lips are tatted. And the reason why I did that is because I wanted to expose my body to less makeup. There's a lot of toxins that are in makeup. So it's like, for me, I was like, okay, I'd rather invest in this. This is not for everyone, but then put lipstick on daily to add color, right? Because there's a lot of toxicity in the makeup that we're putting on our face, right? And this just goes all across the board. And I'm, again, I'm, I, I hate to be like such a crazy person with this, but it really is science. And if anyone ever wants to see the science, y'all can find me at Sonia Spill on Instagram or at Sonia at the Body Lab Seattle. I will send you paper after paper after paper after research, PubMed studies, just driving this shit home at the way that it affects our body. Okay. From everything from cooking on aluminum foil to storing our bro meals in plastic and then reheating them in the microwave and then drinking out of our shaker bottle. We have created the perfect environment for issues down the road. So when I'm talking about micronutrients, getting not only fruits and vegetables in your diet, and I know it's harder when you're prepping guys. So again, this is just across the board, but going out of your way to get food variety as well, meaning don't eat the same two things all the time. I always try to tell my clients three veggies a week and three different fruits a week. And then the next week, choose three different ones and then three different ones. And the reason why I do this is because it starts to create a really strong gut microbiome for people where they're getting food variety and they're not just eating blueberries and, 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 and broccoli, blueberries and broccoli or blueberries and asparagus or like this and this, right? It starts to create a better, healthier system for their gut. When our gut can absorb things and it's flourishing, your whole body will also flourish. It's kind of like this system, your liver, your gut, and your free radical hunters and your antioxidants, those are all going to go in there, right? I always talk about free radicals being the fucking Tasmanian devil inside of your body. That's how they work, right? And those are, again, we want to have free radical hunters that are going and killing that Tasmanian devil and flushing out any oxygen species that are down-regulating our mitochondria. And if you can't do that alone, you can add an L-carnitine, fire up your mitochondria again. <laughs> no, that wasn't like a long sales pitch. It just kind of happened to go into well, that. But, but, but I mean, you're, you're, you're nailing things that, I mean, I get it. We're, we're, this is nutrition, but everything that you're saying matters, matters. And it has so much to do with nutrition from a micro and micro, the, the effects of L-carnitine, which we love, which I, I'm, I'm a do or die higher, uh, uh, do or die with L-carnitine, the amino acids that we take. But a lot of times the micronutrients and the free radical hunters are missed. And that is, if you guys take anything away from today, I want you guys to understand the correlation of protein to carbs and fats. Don't make the mistake of lowering your fats to a point where it's going to start to affect your hormones. Don't lower carbohydrates are necessary to spike hormonal, hormonal balance also as well. Leptin, ghrelin, all of those things. That's the reason why refeeds are so great because as you diet, you downregulate all your hormones. And there's certain hormones in your gut, leptin, ghrelin, that are only spiked through carbohydrates. 
So understanding all of that is very key. And, and I know Sonia can go on for like ever talking about leptin and ghrelin. Yeah, and, and, and what I'll say is like, I'll kind of like wrap it up with this is like, we just talked about how to set everything up today. We didn't really even talk about calories, but at the end of the day, your best bet is to just start with these things and start tracking your food and maybe set some rough cal caloric guidelines based on the numbers I gave you. And again, everyone is going to be different, unfortunately. So 1500 on some people, I got to diet aggressively when I diet. I do. I have friends that can diet on 1600 calories. That ain't me. I was a fat kid growing up. I have a severe eating disorder history, heavy drug use history, heavy dieting history and competed as a natural athlete for a, for a while. And it, it, it just, it all takes a toll on you. Right. But it's like, you got to find out exactly where you are, take your weekly averages and then make adjustments from there. And like Ron said, like we're here to answer questions for you. Like we're not coaching anyone for free, but like, we want to give information. I, I do I, for me, I have the greatest job in the world. I tell my clients this, they're like, I don't want to like bug you. And I'm like, this is my job that I signed up for. And I feel like I'm living my purpose and passion. So like, ask me questions, bug me. If something doesn't feel right, tell me. Um, and like uh, what that I'll say is like, we'll probably come back and talk about this, but I know that like, I'm like, I'm like that. And I know Ron's like that. And if you guys have questions outside of what we cover today, like just ask us, we're 100% open to talking to you all. Totally. I mean, it's, it, this is a great start. We're definitely going to have to not bring you back because you're part of us <laughs> <laughs> uh, to do a more uh, calorie uh, count in terms of a, how do, how do I identify how many calories? Because that's another question. I think that the biggest issue that we have or people have is they go to, it's an all or nothing. And now if, again, if you take anything away from today is number one, mi micronutrients, uh, free radical hunters, something that you want to start incorporating into your, yeah. into, into your diet, into your lifestyle. It's like on a diet. I, I honestly hate the word diet. And I know I use this sometimes, but I hate it because I'm not, I'm, I'm trying to lose body fat now, it's, but this is not a diet that I'm I on. Wish you my guys, this is like, I just got to say this. He's always like, I'm trying to lose. He is like dick skin shredded. It's like when Jason says this shit, he's like, I'm a little bit fluffier than I want. And I'm like, Jason needs to shut the fuck up though. Cause I mean, abs, dude, like, Oh my God. You know what I mean? It's like, listen, every once in a while, I'll catch a glimpse in the mirror and I'm like, ooh, you look good. And then every once in a while, I'm like, ooh, like this is like funny. Remember that movie where that girl was like, oh, I see myself. It was Amy Schumer and she like, yeah. <laughs> so it's so funny because sometimes I'm like, I have an image of how I look in my head and like, I'm kind of like a weirdo, but like, I like to video shit, whatever. So sometimes I'll like catch a video and I'm like, ooh. And then sometimes I catch a video and I'm like, that ain't what it felt like I looked like. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> or, or when you take pictures, right? You're like, you have you seen those those memes where it says, "This is what you think you look like, and this is what you really look," like. and then like it rolls <laughs> everywhere. <laughs> exactly. So when everyone's like, "I feel thick and I feel fluffy," and it's like Ron, and he's like, "I'm just trying to lose a little body fat," and you picture a dude who's like 17 percent body fat trying to get down to 15. That ain't Ron, dude. It, it, it's interesting because I, my Paul, I was talking to Paul yesterday and he's our editor, right? And uh, he's like, bro, you have body dysmorphia. I think we all do. We all I'm do. Like you do, bro. No, <laughs> you're like, I'm just like a fat kid. And I'm like, what the fuck am I? <laughs> <laughs> no, but I think, I think it's, it's part of, it's part of who we are. Uh, yeah, it's part of how we push ourselves. And, and I think the, the worst thing of it is because people get so uncomfortable and they say, well, if he thinks that about himself, I wonder what he's thinking about me. And the funny thing is, I don't even think about 
the way other people look. Like to me, you're a human being and I want to talk to you and see what you're about. I don't look at people and say, oh, you're fat and I don't want to talk to you because you're fat. I could give a shit. I could care less. It's, this is just about me. And I think that, please guys, focus on yourselves and improving. Uh, I had a, 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 one of our, our customers, just as a matter of fact, he just texted me a message and he said, man, I've been on your product and I'm being coached by Jason. He's one of Jason's clients. And I have made such a huge transformation, but I have these issues, right? And he shows me pictures. I said, brother, those are your battle marks. You need to be commended for what you have accomplished. Nobody's judging you. If anything, what I, you know what I see? I see a winner. I see somebody who, yeah, he has just a couple more pounds to lose maybe, you know, but he's lost over 80 to 90 pounds. Yeah. So it's, it's, it's about that. Yeah. And I'll say this too. Like I have clients that are coming in there like, oh, you know, going back in the gym, it's hard. And I feel like people are looking at me, maybe I'm a selfish bitch, but I don't look at any, every once in a while I'll catch a cute ass. (laughs) Okay. I'm like an ass girl. Like the other day we were at the grocery store and uh, somebody walked by and, and not in a weird way, just admire a nice bottom on a female. And I, like, she walked by and I was like, Ooh, that kind of like, wasn't what I thought. And my boyfriend is like, I just watched that whole thing. He was like, I knew you were going to look. And I was like, I just admire physique, not even in a sexual way, right. but like, I'm never looking at anyone else in the gym and I've never thought, what are they doing? Or, oh my God. So lose that, lose that thing in your mind, guys, go to the gym, crush the fucking weights and stop thinking. No one's looking. Nobody's paying attention to you. If anything, nobody cares. You know why? Yourself and show up. That's right. Cause you want to know why? Because the guys that look good, you know what they do? They're, they're spending too much time looking at themselves. <laughs> In true fact. Everyone knows that for a fact, y'all. <laughs> so, oh, I love this episode. This is so much fun, guys. But yeah, think think of those. So if it, it, let's, let's talk about some takeaways. Micronutrients, free radical hunters. Don't start too low on your diet, guys. I mean, be, yeah, be reasonable. Fine line. God, we're so we're so over. But there's this fine line where I'll have people that be like, something's wrong with me because I'm eating 2,800 calories and I'm not losing weight. I'm like, you're not going to lose weight on 28 calories. You're not natural. You got no muscle density. Because that's the other thing. Sorry, guys. This is going to break so many hearts, right? <laughs> Some of y'all dudes just don't have enough muscle. <laughs> It's not that you need to lose weight. It's that you have no muscle. Yeah. So you look fat or you look skinny fat. Mm-hmm. Like, hear my heart on that. What you need to do is lift weights and eat a surplus for a while and stop trying to throw Clen and T3 and Winstraw at losing fat because there ain't no muscle there, dude. Yeah. There's, and you see, and you see it sometimes. I, I kind of laugh. I was, I was working out with somebody, a girl, this girl the other day, and we saw this skinny guy. I mean, he was so skinny and he takes his shirt off and he's flexing and he's doing all these, you know, classic physique poses. And I kind of grin a little bit. Right. And she, she competes. Except we're not judging people at the gym and here Ron goes. No, but it wasn't me judging. I mean, this guy, obviously he wanted a reaction from people because I mean, I'm lifting and I have a hoodie on, I'm not even showing my anything. Right. Uh, and he's, he obviously wanted attention. And, and I'm thinking to myself, like, okay, this guy needs to eat. Right. He probably needs to eat. 
And, and, and I, I'm not judging. I'm just saying it's really hard when people go out of their way to get in front of you and start flexing your face. <laughs> right? I could care less if you're 130 pounds and you're happy. Gosh, if that's what makes you happy, being 130 pounds, so be it. I mean, it's your happiness. Uh, but, you know, a lot of the things that we're talking about today is how to improve, how to gain muscle, how to make sure you dial your, your, your nutrition in and your micronutrients and macronutrients are key. Don't go too low on fats, guys, especially if you're a natural, a natural athlete or a natural gen pop person. <laughs> person. Uh, you will start having some testosterone issues. You, you will tank your, your testosterone levels. Uh, make sure your carbohydrates are where they need to be. Uh, kind of like what Sonia said, if you are a male eating close to 3000 calories and you're not six foot, 200 and something pounds, you are probably not going to lose body fat. You're probably not going to lose weight. So it's all, it's all relative to where you're at, where your metabolism is at. We will have a couple of episodes talking about calories, um, numbers, how to, how to, how, how to basically, uh, dial in those numbers. Uh, Sonia will probably chime in a little bit more on, um, on, on that. And also, how to really identify if you're more prone towards higher fats versus carbohydrates, yeah. it matters. What I always say, protein is typically stagnant, meaning it's always fixed. What you want to manipulate mostly are basically your carbs and fat ratio. I know a bikini competitor who's five feet, eats about 500 carbs a day and is shredded. You know, that's an anomaly. Are you going to have Every, every female do that, be able to do that? Absolutely not. So identifying where you need to start is going to be key. With that being said, let me, let me, anything else to add, Sonia, so we can wrap it up? Uh, you guys can use my code, BodyLab15. <laughs> <laughs> yes, actually, yes, BodyLab15. So let me give you guys an update in terms of what we, we've been up to here. Uh, I know that we are behind on podcasts. Uh, let's talk about next episode. We're going to have- So excited. Uh, if January, June, June 14th, we're going to have the Excellence Cartel here. Super excited. Uh, Excellence Cartel is a very well-known podcast that talks a lot about science and bridging the gap. And one of our goals is actually bridging the gap between health and fitness. And I, I have been inspired by the Excellence Cartel because I have learned so much from those three guys, right? Uh, in terms of how to optimize my physique, how to optimize my hormones, how to optimize my lifestyle and all of that. And having them be in our podcast now that we're sponsoring Team Amino Pure, sponsoring uh, the Excellence Cartel, it's awesome for us because we all share the same goal. And that is to bring cutting edge information, cutting edge technology to you guys. Every time we have the opportunity to go on a podcast and we get feedback from you guys, it's just music to our ears that we're making impact and we're making changes. Um, furthermore, we just started a partnership with Rejuvenate HRT, Hormone Replacement Therapy, launching in three weeks. We're excited, super excited about that. Also launching our partnership with Rejuvenate Labs. Uh, we are starting with a kidney and liver detox, which uh, is pharmaceutical. Now, pharmaceutical grade is pharmaceutical, uh, which is a little different than pharmaceutical grade because it's actually compounded in a pharmacy. And one of the things that I love about uh, uh, Rejuvenate Labs is that no corner was cut when developing this compound. We're talking about close to a, one gram of NAC, close to four, I think 400 milligrams of uh, milk thistle. We have tons and tons of great compounds in this supplement. And it's actually changed my life, to be honest with you. I've been on it for like three weeks now. Uh, that's coming hopefully within the next five to six weeks. And we're going to have that add to the ImmunePure website as well. So a lot of good stuff, a lot of hormone help that we've been actually trying to do with, uh, with a lot of our listeners. I, already, I received three, four uh, DMs today. We're working together with uh, Rejuvenate HRT to, to try to get all the scheduling and help as many people as we can, which is our primary goal. I know Sonia is patient number 0001 uh, for uh, Rejuvenate HRT. Uh, so we're excited at that. And uh, I think it's about it for, for news. I think that uh, 
uh, Amino Pure's coming out with uh, some clothing lines, some stuff there. Uh, there's a new compound that they're working on as well. Other than that, I think uh, we want to just basically say thank you guys for continuing to support us at Hard Facts Fitness. Uh, it's always fun being on here with with all of you, with all the guests, and Sonia was such a bolt of energy. And, and today was a great podcast. Uh, anytime we have the the opportunity to really uh, educate and promote uh, health is is key for us. With that being said, anything else from you, Sonia? No. Gosh, guys, as always, family first, God second, everything else comes right after that. Thank you all for listening and stay tuned for episode 13 with the Excellence Cartel next week. Thanks.